these most important lines of Buddha. Abandon negativity. Practice positivity. Transform your own mind. These are the teachings of Buddha. First, abandoning negativity. These are the ten non-virtuous actions. Practice positivity. The ten virtuous actions. These are what we call, this is really dealing with cause and effect, what others may call the vehicle of the gods and men. This is uh, the relative truth and what other people may also be referred to as the mundane vehicle. Why is it the vehicle of the gods and men? Is because this, by adopting positive actions of body, speech and mind and letting go or transforming the negative actions, then what we do is we plant those seeds so that we will have better or improve our fortune in the future. We'll have more, better, more positive karmic seeds which will make our life much better in the future and in future lives. Of course, if you want to experience more negativity in your future lives, then by all means, act in non-virtuous ways. The result at the end of the day is just that you are the creator of your own suffering and um, you will experience that suffering. Now, it might sound fine, but when those experiences of suffering are actually happening, maybe we wouldn't have thought it was such a good idea to create these unhappinesses for ourselves. If, of course, we remembered that we were actually the director and now we are the actor and acting out our own movie, our own cause of suffering eating the fruits of our own actions, our own negative actions. Use mindfulness and awareness to watch every single arising thought. One little seed may become a tree. This tree then bears fruit and then many trees arise and maybe we have a forest. Right? These are positive thoughts, positive seeds, wonderful. We have a, created a wonderful positive forest. A wonderful foundation of good deeds which will bring good fortune in the future. On the other hand, if they're negative, that little seed can really become a forest of unhappiness and discontentment. Or, just like they use the example of the spark, look at these forest fires that happened in Australia. That didn't start as one big fire. That may have started as one little spark or one little fire or a few little fires and eventually caused so much devastation. Really watch every arising thought like we would watch our breath, like, or like we need our breath or like we would watch our eyes or protect our eyes. Anything comes near our eyes, automatically we protect our eyes or we close our eyes. In the same way, look after, protect your mind. Watch those arising thoughts. And how do we do this? Transform your own mind. How do we do that? Firstly, through mindfulness and awareness. Having the awareness of what is arising in our mind and as quickly as possible and having the mindfulness of knowing what to transform it into. If it's a negative thought, transform it into positive thought. And take refuge in Buddhism, or take refuge in the Three Jewels, 
in the Guru, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And what does that mean? It means taking refuge in the infallibility of cause and effect, in taking refuge in the fact that everything is impermanent, taking refuge in the fact that afflictions do cause suffering, and that we can transform them, taking refuge in bodhicitta, in love and kindness and compassion and joy and equanimity towards everybody. We take refuge in renunciation, in bodhicitta and in wisdom emptiness. And uh, the renunciation and the bodhicitta and the wisdom emptiness is how we transform our mind so that we may attain liberation. So this is the vehicle of liberation, or what is otherwise also called as the supramundane vehicle. And in these practices, then we look at the existence of a truly existing self, and we sort of uh, investigate this, we analyze this. And in doing the analysis as well, if we have a very good foundation of mindfulness and awareness, if we have a very good foundation of um, shamatha meditation, that our mind is very calm and tranquil, then it's going to be much easier to apply these contemplations and to put this into practice. The meditations that we're doing now with object meditation, you see how essential they are. They form the foundation of our practices as well, because through these, our mind becomes more calm, our mind becomes more tranquil, we have a lot more awareness, and uh, through this then we can really much better, in a much better way, apply ourselves to the, these contemplations that will be introduced to us later on in our practices. If our mind is calm and peaceful like this, they say the great masters, they can contemplate something without being interrupted or having very small interruptions for many, many hours at a time. If they have a visualization practice, the people say that they can maintain that visualization really for hours. For many of us in the beginning, we may start visualization. We can hold it maybe for a few seconds, maybe if we're really doing quite well for a few minutes. And what is part of the reason for this is that they are not involved in all of these distractions, all of these discriminations, all of these arising thoughts and all these afflictions which take us away or distract us so easily. What do we start with? We start with um, the meditation, with object meditation, meditation with reference point. We start by practicing the outer preliminaries and the inner preliminaries. And I think in about two lessons time, we'll start talking about renunciation and uh, the outer preliminaries. And then when we finish these is when many enlightened teachers are prepared to start introducing us to investigating the true existence of I and of phenomena. And they will introduce the cutting through practices, the treacherous practices. They might ask us to investigate where exactly is the mind? And we look at ourselves, there's other practices as well, as where exactly is I within this physical body. We investigate 
the essence of I and the essence of mind. Practitioners also have different motivations. There's the lesser motivation, that is the wishing to just have better future life, this life and in future lives. There is also the middling motivation. These are those people that really have now had enough of samsara. They have very strong renunciation towards samsara, but they don't have great, great kindness and compassion. So at that stage, they are more interested in their own liberation. And then you get the Mahayana practitioners or the motivation of the greater practitioners. And this is really to practice for the benefit of all sentient beings, wishing for all sentient beings to be free from all suffering. And in the process of practicing in in this regard, they, they also then purify their own minds. Purify all of their karmic and cognitive obstructions and obstacles in the path to attaining or realizing bodhicitta. And then let's talk to therefore now and let's remember the importance of our mind and the training of our mind. Let's dedicate these merits. By these merits, may all obtain omniscience, having defeated the enemies of wrongdoings, the turbulent waves of birth, old age, sickness and death. May all be liberated from the ocean of the suffering of samsara. Sonandaye tamcha tzapanye, tobnye nyepe dranang kajedja, keka nachir balang trupai, tzipit soli, troa troa shol.